Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GDA podcast on We Are Cavan. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be looking back over the Cavan under-17s in the Ulster Championship. They um, lost out to Derry on Saturday evening, and we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan against Monaghan in the first round and quarter-final of the Ulster Championship. Uh, we caught up with Martin Riley, have an interview coming up with him. Um, delighted to be joined, as always, by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the anglo Celt. Paul, we've just finished recording a lovely stuff for the diehard listeners. Um, Damien O'Reilly, former Cavan great, a, a really good, entertaining interview. What a legend! Uh, really enjoyable listening to Damien. Forty-five minutes, and he's so modest. Like, and but you can tell that Damien is Damien is uh, proud of his achievements, and rightly so. But he's very modest about it, and we're especially you because you said that he was your boyhood hero. But we were showering him with praise, and like he was, he just modestly just about accepting it but very interesting stuff to hear about his debut against Monaghan and the rise of Cav and he, he talked about uh, how poor, like, the weekend he did his cruise shit um, and he went, he he had won a uh, New York championship with Cavan and they wanted to fly him out all expenses paid to get his medal for the end of year end of year piss up I suppose and he couldn't do it because he was captain of Cavan and they had a McKenna Cup game and Cavan were absolutely on the floor at the time and um, and he still wouldn't go he wouldn't go and he went up and he reckoned there was four Cavan supporters he could actually name them the Cavan supporters that went to the game and he did his cruise shit and he came back and and won the Ulster medal and won a senior championship with Mullahorn and the rest is history so yeah well here's here's just a little teaser um, from the Damien O'Reilly interview but if you want the full one head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan and you, by the time 95, 96, 97 started, that period came around, you had your trouble with injuries before that. You were the first player that I had ever heard of the, the, the dreaded cruciate mm. knee injury. What what year was your first? Yeah, well, 1990, you know, and I, I was a little bit, I suppose I was I was in lo- unlucky in lucky ways. I, was, I, I, I went to America in the summer of 1990 to play in the New York Championship for Cavan, and we won the championship out there. Myself, Sean Kiernan from Arva, Paul Clark from Dublin was playing with us, John Brady from Lara was playing with us, uh, Tommy Smith from Den was playing, uh, and we beat, <coughs> I was marking in the Gormley from Derry, uh, and they had Niall Callan over them, they had a strong team as well, so we, we won that in 1990, and, and the following February, I was captain uh, of Cavan, we were playing uh, a mechanic up game up in, in, in Antrim, and the lads from America rang me and wanted to pay me flight out for the presentation, the medals. So I said, I can't go. Or Cavan were on the ground at this stage. We were terrible, very, very, very poor, very, very poor. So we, I said, I can't go. I have to go to play the McKenna Cup game up in in Caseman Park. There's only four people from Cavan at it. Right. Yeah, Jesus. it was that bad. Was oh no my way. god. Martin Gaffney from Balanya, Phil Masterson, I think two or three more. Very, very, very small crowd at it. 
and I actually done my cruise shit that day in 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 the I was marking a fellow called Enda McIntamney and I was I pl played was playing okay and that's when I done my cruise shit. So I often say if I had to go to America, I might have done my cruise shit. But anyway, uh, that that was that was in nineteen ninety. So I didn't have the operation for a couple of years. I, I played on without having the operation, which was the wrong thing to do, um, and 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 done more damage. So. Yeah, absolute legend there. So we we'll not give away it and more. Um, Paul, last weekend you were up in Own Beg on Saturday evening. Um, I suppose first things first, I couldn't make it because there was a full round of all county football league games on, um, and because of my involvement with Mullahorn. But very disappointed that they had the clash. You know, I know that it was on the master fixture plan that it was a weekend either or Saturday or Sunday, but. Surely the All County Football League could have been fixed for either Saturday or Sunday and 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 adjust accordingly because I'd have loved to go up and see that game. Yeah, there was a very small Cavan crowd up there, and it was a pity because it was a very good game of football. It's lovely. Have you been to Ombeg? Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful venue. Yeah, it's my yeah. first time up there. It's a fantastic venue, and the sun was shining and both You're teams. Not there for Cavan Gales against. No, I wasn't. I wasn't at that game. Right, that was a, that was a really nice venue. Yeah, but um, it was it was unfortunate. You know, seven o'clock or was it six o'clock on a Saturday evening? Clashing exactly with club games, you're taking away a lot of diehards, and um, we we're probably just left with family and friends. Yeah. Um, really, I'd say there was very few cabin people there that didn't have a connection with a player on the team, which was unfortunate. But it was also unfortunate Cavan didn't win the game because they were in position to win it, um, and certainly played well for forty-five minutes. Uh, ran out of steam, I, th I think. Um, really? Gary Farley was saying it in his interview, as you'll hear, that he felt a little bit of fatigue set in, um, and I, I agreed with that. Uh, a decent performance, though. Like A lot of those fellas, you'd be a lot more familiar with them than me, having managed them last year, but a lot of them I wouldn't have seen that much of. And I was impressed with, with several of the cabin players, and probably some of their main players, um, the game bypassed them a wee bit in the second half, which, was, which can happen at that age group. But mm. you know, most of the players came away from the game with their reputation enhanced, I thought. Right, right. They 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 got themselves in a winning position in the second half, but just couldn't hold on. A couple of very good forwards for for Derry caused them problems. The Downies. Yeah, it was three Downies playing. So I think you had Callum and Enda, who are sons of Seamus Downey. I think I'm right in saying. And then Matthew Downey is a son of Henry. Yeah. So they have to be good. The pedigree is good. There was a son of Johnny McGorks playing, and there was a son of your man Diamond playing. So there's a lot of these. Sons of the great Derry players of the nineties starting to come through now, and you can tell they're they're a chip off the old block a few of them. Especially Matthew Downey was exceptional. He he is still under sixteen. He scored eight points. I think he scored four frees and four from play. A corner forward. Yeah, he was a real handful. Um, they also brought on a guy called Nixon who played very well. But Cavan Cavan were very good at times. Early on, um, Derry went three one up. Cavan opened the scoring through Kevin McGovern, who. It was actually my first time seeing Keevan play with the county. I think I had seen him playing with, with Darren O'Creeve before. and um, I interviewed him there, down at St Moog's after mm. St Moog's won and I was really looking forward to seeing him playing. And he did show real touches of class, uh, some great solo runs and uh, kicked a brilliant free and kicked at least, I think he kicked two good points from play. Uh, and yet I still expected more from him because I think I've probably, hearing about how good he was, probably expecting a wee bit more of him. But... Um, Still did well. Like if you were a neutral coming to the game, didn't know anyone, you'd probably pick him out. Um, so he he scored the force. There he went three one up, and it was nip and tuck after that. Darren McGorn scored a, scored a good point, and um, I think Caelan McCabe got a point, and 
next thing but the game turned in the space of a minute when Cavan scored 1-1 <coughs> so a high ball came in I think it might have been from McGovern it was going wide and Jack Tully did really well to keep the ball in and uh, not alone did he keep it in but he swiveled as he kept it from the end line he swiveled torn on to the left and put it over from an impossible angle while I was writing down the score Derry went for the quick kick out and I think it was Tiernan Madden who intercepted it the time I looked up um, the ball was gone to Tully and he he, he buried it in the net Two goals, two games. Yeah, the good player, a good finisher. Like he, and now they took him off in the end up, but he was he's an out and out corner forward and and get him the ball in his hands and, and he knows what to do with it. He's your he's your he's your Martin Dunn, your Shawnee Johnston, same club. Prototype Cavan Gales, yeah. Absolutely. You know. And Keenan Donahue's another man coming up with the Gales yeah. in the same mould. Yeah. Um but yeah, so probably in in my opinion, probably the losing of it was there's three or four minutes after that that went in because I had given Calvin a three point lead and um, Calvin's own kick out started off poorly was okay for about 15 minutes and then was poor again at times and coming up to half time was poor Derry must have won four or five in a row got three points and, and a couple of wides as well and it got them in half time on level level terms now there was a strong wind in the first half we're all, all through with Derry in the first half and second half Calvin uh, were competing pretty well all the way through there was a point in it I think with about 12 minutes to go and just at that there he just put a bit of daylight between them now I think Caelan McCabe got got two points from wing back and uh, had a goal chance as well and was unlucky with it um, Tiernan Madden for my money was probably the best cabin player he ran out of steam in the last 10 or 15 minutes but I thought he was exceptional mm. great ball carrier and took the fight to Derry very much Um the fullback Peter Smith, I like him. He's an old school fullback, right down to the knee bandage. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a knee he, bandage. He had some sort of a strap on his leg. He's, he's a fan of the show now. Is he? Well, yeah. I, I, I know Peter, uh, kind of know him, and I know he's he's a good gutsy lad. I've seen yeah. a referee in handball before, and he, he doesn't take any shot, he'd pull it like that. <laughs> and, uh, what, he, what he could do was, he, he, he would come out with the ball, and there'd be bodies in his wake because he's so powerful. And he'd release he'd release players with a fist pass that would go twenty yards. Mm. He'd, he'd just box the ball. He's very strong. Yeah. And he also came up when Cavan had the wind at their backs. He came up and there wasn't much. He he made a few good runs out of defence, but he found himself around the half forward line. There wasn't much happening inside, and just said, "Ah, oh, fair enough." Over the bar at the outside of the boot for forty-five meters. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> great stuff. Now he got a second yellow in the end, and I think. He, I think he'll, he'd probably have a laugh himself. I think from what I know of him, he gets the odd red card here and there. <laughs> but he's a good player. I like him. I, I, I rate him. He's a good, tough note. I'd always have him on my team if I was picking. Well, what, what I and I said to him last year on it, like, if, if he can continue to play on the line, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. Yeah. Once, once he knows where the line is and doesn't go over it. Yeah. You know, because his level of aggression is brilliant. It's what you need. It's just making sure you can manage that, that you don't get that second yellow or, or a black card or, or, or so on. So he's he's gotta you gotta watch that, but he is a hell of a hell of a strong, determined, sort of old school fullback, old school player that if it's a fifty fifty contest, you'll put your house in him. Ah yeah, you know? yeah, no, definitely. I, you you were saying to me that Donegal are strong. Um I don't know anything about them to be honest, but the other on the edge teams are strong this last yeah. four or five years, but um I think Cavs showed enough that I think that they will improve for that game. Whether they'll be good enough to beat Donegal, we don't know yet. But I, I think I think Cavan Cavan wouldn't rule, rule out them uh, beating Donegal. As yeah. Gary Farley but said there on the clip, well, it's coming up. It's now. coming up now. Yeah, he he. You'll hear him saying after they beat Fermanagh, they had two games to get to an Ulster semi final. They've one of them played. They still have one game to get to an Ulster semi final, which isn't a bad way to look at it. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But we'll we'll, uh, we'll just hear from the Cavan manager, Gary Farley. Joined there by Gary Farley, the Cavan minor manager. Gary, um, I suppose looking at that game, speaking to you off air there a moment ago, like you were very happy with the first half performance, but fatigue maybe set out in the second half. Yeah, look, we'll put it down maybe to that because um, we seem to be on the line just trying to get someone in to get a spark going. Um, our decision making was poor. After 10 minutes in the second half, our decision making seemed to just fall apart a little bit. Um, so I think it may, we may put it down to fatigue, maybe. I don't mean fatigue, but I think maybe the day energy levels just sapped a little bit. We were well prepared, the lads looked after themselves well, but I just felt we just looked a little bit tired in decision making, you know, mentally tired maybe. Yeah, you look good at going in at half time, especially the fact that coming out with uh, any breeze that there was, it was going to be favouring Cavan in the second half. Maybe your, your your top players just weren't able to get into the game in that second half. Yeah, that's it just seemed to bypass them, and as I say, we just felt we were just looking for a spark all the time, just something to happen. We just got picking off one score about uh, 18 minutes in the second half, and we thought, right, just something's going to happen here but no it just didn't Derry did seem maybe to raise their game and, and, and they held onto the ball uh, they retained possession a little bit better than us I think in that period and that probably told in the end you know when legs was getting tired yeah their, their half back line were immense in yeah. fairness to them they attacked at every opportunity and they attacked in numbers and uh, it meant that Cavan had to drop players back like Tiernan Madden had to drop back yeah, and yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of uh, Colin McKiernan as well they were dropping back and probably when the ball got up to the forward line they, they weren't there to receive the ball I suppose that's right yeah and there was there was uh, several times we didn't kill the ball and that was just putting extra mileage on the legs which if we had to get the ball killed it was getting time to reset maybe put pressure on the goalies but I just felt we weren't a little bit quiet on the goalie where we, we got we got a lot over in the first half when we put pressure on his kick out and that seemed to drain away a bit with the lads too so look disappointed for them yeah yeah, and looking at the game as a whole, um, you know you'll have to take some positives from it as well. And uh, that is not a bad Derry team that you came up against. You know the corner forward there, uh, Downey, and the centre forward another Downey as well. They all played a, a pivotal part in, in Derry getting over the line today. They did, yeah. When the chips was down, they're halfway through the second half. You know them boys just seem to be in a lot of places and picking up a lot of ball. Um, but look, no, I know there is a lot of positives. Certainly, certainly is. Look, we wait for the draw and. Look, it gives you one more game to where we want to be. So if we can get through that game, it's an extra game in us that we need. And and look, we can push on again. So, um, yeah, look, I'd be looking forward maybe to to the draw and seeing who we have and where it is and just hoping that we can get a better performance in the second half again. You had to make a a lot of substitutions. You used your full um, five substitutions in the second half. Were any of them down to injuries or how was the the team looking after the game? Yeah, no, nothing down to injuries. No, as I say, it was just trying to find a spark, just find something that had happened that had just torn for us. Because... We just seem to be chasing the game after 10 minutes in the, four, in the second half. Um, we just seem to be in the back first. The ball wasn't being killed. So there was a, a few... They're all, we, we, we were orders of our own uh, downfall, really, by not killing the ball. So the, the things that can be correct, if the lads can, can, can regroup, keep their heads up and, and go ahead again, you know? You go back into the backdoor system now. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare the lads for that? It's a do or die now for the next day? Yeah, that's the big difference. Look, winning the fourth round give us two games to get to an Ulster semi-final um, we won game out of the way and we still have that chance left so you just take it it's do or die football if we had a win today you're in to do or die football anyway um, look it's all about prolonging a year to develop these guys if we can get across the next game we still get a couple of weeks together too you know what I mean so that's it it's all into next week and maybe the lads could respond to that and, 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 and really up us but um, yeah no disappointed but look I'm looking forward to, to, to getting back with the fellas and, and hoping we can f- finish the next game really strong and, and, and be, there, be there for a semi-final 
We know the potential of Cavan boys and girls, men and women, and we value how the GAA unites our tribe. We don't run from where we're from. This is our home. We are Cavan. We believe. Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Cavan, but for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Cavan GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winindublin15.ie to learn more. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 433 111 Brady's Arva Limited Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years A family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, like his his point, obviously, two two games to get to an Ulster final or or two chances to get to an Ulster final. Two chances. Semi-final, yeah. sorry. You know, it, it, it's, it's important there. Interesting thing there mentioning fatigue kicking in and, and you were saying something similar like now maybe the journey up don't beg maybe that that takes a bit out of you as well but you know fatigue shouldn't really be setting in for these lads you know you think at, at 17 16 17 years of age they should have the energy to keep going really shouldn't they or should yeah, have the should have yeah you should, they should have maybe maybe they weren't fit enough it's very hard to say um to be fair Derry Derry as Gary said there they did, did up their game um, are Cavan fit enough? We probably reserve judgment until the Donegal game. Mm, um, yeah. But probably uh, fatigue, in, maybe in the sense that a bit of a lethargy. It might not have just not necessarily been a physical thing. For some reason, it just kind of bypassed them in the second half. And as he was saying there, they were looking for a spark. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a schmozzle or a goal or. A, a big hit or something. Something to just energise. Yeah, it gives them a bit of energy because mm. the energy was just gone out of them. Again, maybe lack of support there as well. Like, not yeah. a lack of support. Everyone that was there was there. Oh yeah, them on, lack of numbers. Numbers weren't there. Like, and yeah. you're away from home was probably a big thing at that age group. And that should be a big advantage this weekend. It's Sunday evening, six o'clock in Kingspan Breath. What's on? on Donegal. Oh, sorry, touching with Saturday evening. I think there's another game Saturday evening. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, no, Kevin Prem on it. Oh right, right, right. Uh, small game. <laughs> Well, we'll decide that after. We'll decide that after. But like home support, hopefully Sunday evening, nothing else to compete with it. Hopefully there's a good support in in, in Kingspan Breffney for these lads because it's last chance saloon now. Lose this game, the season's over. Win this game, they're into a semi final. So you know, great opportunity, and and it'll be great to see the lads getting getting the victory on Mm, Sunday. So hopefully, hopefully big support comes out for that one. Um, Sunday evening, six o'clock, Kingspan Breffney, Cavan v Donegal, Ulster Minor Championship quarter final essentially. Um, So we're going to look ahead now to. 
um, Calvin against Monaghan. We've lots of stuff over there on the Patreon service. So if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, we'll have interviews up with uh, Mickey Graham, with Raymond Galligan. Uh, we'll also be, but we also have the Damien O'Reilly interview that we mentioned earlier on up, and we'll be previewing the um, the Horland Laurie Maher game against Fermanagh which is the curtain raiser 5 o'clock in Kingspan Breffney on Saturday um, I caught up with Michael Carr and the Cavan captain Kevin Keneally ahead of that game so um, all that over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan but um, I suppose to start off with the our preview here we'll go to an interview done with Martin Riley joined by Martin Riley um, ahead of Cavan against Monaghan in the first round of Ulster I suppose Local neighbours, but old foe at the same time. Cavan can't seem to get the better of them. Yeah, I don't know what was twenty thirteen, maybe the last time we beat them in the league. So the league, yeah, it's that's we've played a lot of games since then. So hopefully next weekend we can get over them. Uh, I suppose we we eventually got over Ross Common this year. So hopefully it's the same for Monaghan. Yeah, how have preparations gone within the camp? They've been going well. Um, we uh, obviously after the league we went back to clubs and played a few club games, but we've been training well in between with the clubs. Uh, we've been training well now and everything is going, going pretty well. Yeah, has it taken the league maybe to understand what the new management want, or or had, was it was it a seamless enough transition? Um, I suppose it does take a bit of time when a new management comes in to to. to uh, to get across exactly what what way he wants you to play, and I suppose getting known, getting to know lads and stuff like that. So it's, it does take time, I think, for a new manager to settle in and players to settle into their ways as well. So uh, yeah, probably, a, but not not too bad. Not too bad. You've got used to him at this yeah, stage. Yeah, <laughs> He's not too hard to get on with, I suppose, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. The um one of the important things the last three games in Ulster Championship between Cavan and Monaghan. Monaghan have been the side to get a goal. Cavan haven't got a goal. We know that you're nearly always the favourite in the Cavan people's eyes to get a goal. Is there opportunities to be got against this Monaghan side? Um, I hope so. Um, I suppose um, we, we did get one. I think uh, Keane got one uh, early in the game against him during the league. So uh, we probably, Conor Madden maybe had a half chance as well. So hopefully we can get... Um, a few more chances now next weekend because I suppose goals are, are important in winning games. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, um, where do you see the, the the key battles being? Like how do you, how do you think Cavan can really get at Monaghan or or maybe where's Cavan's weaknesses even? I don't know. I suppose he just Conor McManus is, is such a threat for Monaghan, so that'll be a tough task for whoever is uh, picking him up uh, and uh, lads around around there, that area will need to help out. So I suppose that's probably a big threat uh, uh, with Monaghan and uh, they've also a, a, a other forwards that are extremely dangerous, like McCarron and all these lads as well, like, uh, very dangerous. Yeah, a lot of threats up there. Just on your own career, looking at it now, I think 32 years of age, going on 33 maybe, am I right? Or 33? No. no. Not yet? <laughs> no. I'm 31? Not. No, I'm 30, just gone 32. Just gone 32, right? Yeah. You've you've been playing a long time for Cavan, and the Ulster Championship hasn't been that kind overall. But yet the team is is it getting better, or is that just a perception? I definitely would think we're getting stronger now. Yeah, um, there's lots of new blood come into the panel this year, and I think we're just gonna. I think it's definitely getting stronger, and um, 
there's lots of young lads that have come in this year and they I think this year they have added to the team and like over the next two three years they'll they'll bring more to it with the experience they're going to pick up. Mm. Have, have you have you anybody in particular that you think could make a big breakthrough for Calvin? Well, I suppose Conor Real, I suppose has done so well this year. He's played every game mm. uh, and uh, he's just took to it with ease. He's, and um, I suppose he uh, he probably stands out uh, at the minute. But mm. there, like there will be. There's other lads there that will break into the team and um, will be big players for Cavan in years to come. Yeah, I suppose a vital part of what Monaghan will bring to the table is experience. But yeah. there's a lot of experience still on the Cavan side, even though maybe some of them aren't as old. They've been playing a lot of championship football <coughs> for Cavan. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, uh, I suppose, lots of lads that are in around the 25 to 28 age group, I suppose, that have lots of experience. I suppose the likes of Dara and Killian and Grode and there's lots of there's a big group I suppose around that age that would have come through for maybe from under 21 success so they've had a lot of experience now but we haven't had much success um, in senior levels so hopefully we can uh, do something this year is that spoken about within the group like you know there was a lot of expectation with that particular the four years at under 21s the one at minor those four years of of good quality footballers coming through and, and maybe that they haven't got the silverware that people would have expected. I'm sure they would have expected. Is is it addressed in the group at all? Uh, it's not really. We like, you just talk about it yourselves and that now and again, but we we wouldn't be addressing it, I suppose, too much. Uh, but so not we, we, up on it? No, no. We're just maybe talking about it ourselves, amongst ourselves, but that'd be about it. You're looking forward to the championship, Ulster Championship. Is is it is it what you train for, or do you just enjoy the entire year? Um, I know you. I definitely enjoyed playing in Division One this year. This year, I know we, we we got relegated, but it was a good experience. But yeah, it is all about playing an Ulster Championship and um, good pitches and big crowds. That's where you want to be, and playing against your neighbours and getting a win and getting a win. <laughs> Most importantly, thanks, yeah. Martin. Yeah. Perfect. You best of luck. Yeah, so um, Martin, a lot of experience at championship level and, and at, uh, at, at inter-county level. He's going to be a key player for Cavan, though. You, you expect him to, at this stage now, he's, he's going to be a leader. Yeah. Well, he uh, sorry, at this stage, I'm wrong. He has been a leader. He has been a leader, yeah. And he's uh, he turned you into a part journal, uh, part dentist there. Because you were, you were pulling teeth at one stage there. But that's Martin. He doesn't... He, 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 he keeps the powder dry in interviews, but he's yeah. a he's a very likable type of guy, a very solid type of fella, like and modest and and you know I, I thought he came across well. I interviewed him separately for the papers, well, and he came across really well. Yeah. But uh, leader, yeah, he's not one of these vocal fellas, but he leads by example. And mm. I'll tell you a very interesting thing. Um, he said it to me. I asked him about getting injured before the Donegal game last year, and you that's interested in the scientific preparation of teams. He told me that's the first time he ever picked up a muscular injury. No way. Ever. He has had injuries from collision, but never impact injuries. But he's never had a muscular injury. And he's 32 years of age. And I spoke to Mickey Hannon about that, who likes a bit of science. As you know. <laughs> and Mickey Hannon says, Martin Riley will go on playing with Kevin as long as he wants. Because he looks after Part of it's genetics, and part of it is he looks after himself so well. For, for years and years, he's been stretching every night. Uh, and that's why he never gets a muscle injury and look at him now he's flying fit I asked him 
does he feel fit? He said if he feels as fit as he ever was. The recovery takes a wee bit longer, all right, than it did when he was 21. But he's thirty. He's 32 this month, and there's there's a lot more seasons in him. He might be only halfway through his career. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it, I suppose, right. Most importantly, is that he does. He looks after. He's he's a very good lifestyle, you know. But the interesting part is they're the stretching, you know. And I remember, I think I've brought this up before, but Ryan Giggs talking about how, you know, into his twenties he started doing yoga uh, to prolong his career. You know, yoga is essentially stretching. You know, yeah. that, that it, it's something. It's something there that we need to find that balance between, you know, weights, strength and conditioning, just meaning lifting metal or. You know, getting getting that flexibility right, injury flexibility prevention. And that's it. Paul Brady would have been doing that for a long time, and he, Paul's forty this year, and he he's still very very agile and and fit. And again, never picked up hardly any muscle injuries. Mm. Um, picked up a few things like um, ligament injuries and things like that, but but very he he once pulled pull a groin muscle badly, but that was lifting weights where his foot slipped, but and he tore the muscle from the bone. <coughs> but he's he's never picked up. He never picks up, we'll say, a hamstring injury. Yeah, and it's stuff that, you know, you hope will be able to be passed on to younger players coming through for Cav and that, well, if you want to remain injury-free, if you want to have a prolonged career, here's a couple of really good examples of how to do it. And especially if if Martin Riley gets the reward that he deserves and wins something with Cavan when he's 34, 35, mm. and it was that stretching that would have won that medal for him because that was what would have... But it will have prolonged his career long enough for him yeah. to be there. Yeah. Um, Look, looking ahead to the game, um, both very excited. Now you sent me on. I was privy to get your your piece in tomorrow's Anglo Celt. Um, your interview with Mickey Graham and I interviewed Mickey Graham. Came away from it a bit more optimistic than I did going into it. Read your piece, came away even more optimistic, and now I find myself torning on my prediction from last week. Uh, come now, on. I'm not going to fully torn, but I, I'm definitely questioning myself because uh, he's, sounding out, he's sending out all the right signals, all the right sound bites are, are, are there from him. Like he, he, he references in your piece in tomorrow's Anglo-Celt last year's game against Donegal. Yeah, and I was surprised uh, what he said. Mickey says uh, he was at the game in Ballybuffet as a supporter and he said it was like a challenge match and I was like Jesus you know what he's not holding back there and he wasn't afraid of offending I suppose the last management or whatever and the players I suppose not offending the players but I'm sure he said that privately as well he said it was like a challenge match Cavan there was no intensity to Cavan the crowd didn't get behind him and a big a big thing the way I described it was that the, in the making of anything the passion is, is such a vital ingredient mm-hmm. and that has been sort of a forgotten ingredient that you were you identified that as far back as last year. Mm. That sometimes with all the scientific preparation, people are forgetting. Yes, you, you have to go out with, and you need to have the blood pumping and and the blood up, as to say. And Graham is going to put that into them. And mm-hmm. I asked him at the end of the interview I did with him, um, "Have you a message for the supporters?" And he says, "I won't. I won't promise to win, but I I guarantee that there'll be blood and thunder, and everything these lads have will be in it." Yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and brilliantly, you left that as the final line in the in the piece. And literally, you finish it reading it going like, yes, yes, yes let me out. I'm glad <laughs> to go. <laughs> took, glad to go. I went for a run after it. <laughs> I took a card in the mon- and milk out and kicked it around the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Spat um, on a picture of Barry McGuigan. <laughs> I know, right, as, as we record this Tuesday afternoon, 
the team hasn't been released. We're, we're, we're trying to find. I think it should be released on Thursday or Friday, coming up. Um, but there's there's speculation. Obviously, the big question is everybody's wondering who's going to mark Conor McManus. That's that's first and foremost. Um, I'm hearing Porrick Faulkner. You know, and we know from two years ago down in Castle Blaine, he done a great job. He was on him for part of the game in Clonus at, in the league this year. Porrick Faulkner's well fit for that task, isn't he? Yeah, well, look, you're talking about you're talking about the best forward in the country. Yeah, and like, you know, not alone is McManus supremely gifted, he has the mentality for it as well, and he, he's actually a gentleman as well off the field. Uh, but on it, he's absolutely evil. But that's what I hate about him because <laughs> you have to respect him. I'd love to hate him, but he's just brilliant and and. He comes across so well in in all aspects, but he also mans up on the pitch as well. Yeah. But uh, is Park Faulkner fit for the job? He's a natural defender and he, he's tough and he mans up as well and, and gets the job done. All that said, Mickey Hannon knows more about it than me. He's predicting Killian Clark will mark um, McManus in the cell. Then I'd be inclined to go with Mickey. Yeah, although I'm hearing Killian Clark middle of the field. Um, I, I, I heard of in-house game where. Killian Clark and Dara McVitie were in the middle of the field. Um, which I think I, I think, like the idea of that. Yeah, I I think from what we saw against Dublin in the last round of the league, um, I think we're going to see McVitie in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I think I think that was the trial run. Uh, by all accounts, Cavan played awfully in Dublin in challenge games, and McVitie was operating around and there. What Monaghan don't have, if we're, we're to believe what's coming out, and apparently the, the more I'm hearing off off air is that Darren Hughes won't play. If they if they don't have Darren Hughes in the middle of the field, they're patching up. And if you're patching up, you're not going to have something ready prepared for Darren McFeedy in the middle of the field. It's not your traditional big rangy midfielder. It's an energetic ball of you know energy just going to run around and cause trouble. You know, wind breaking ball, break out of that area very fast, set up attacks real fast. I like that idea. I think that if that is the, now, obviously we're not privy to any of the inside information, but. If if that is the case, Darren McVitie in the midfield. I like that idea. The the beautiful thing about that is for me, and I've I've made me me feelings clear on it. That frees up Garrod McKernan from midfield, which I I'm reading into and hearing whispers of him at full forward and Drew Wiley. Mm. I like that. I've heard I've heard it the last couple of years that Garrod was going to play full forward in the championship, and it hasn't come to pass. But this year it seems to be. It seems to be the indicators are there that that he's going to play full forward. Um, if you ma- will, he match up well with Wiley. That I I, I don't know. See, I've never seen much of girls playing full forward, but it, it does give Cavan an extra option that they could, you'd imagine like if he could be very good in the air. I always thought Girls was was better going towards goal, but I haven't seen or I haven't really seen enough of him playing with his back to goal. But if you play well, the way I look at it is the, the aerial threat alone. That right, just playing the right type of ball. It doesn't. It's not lobbing it in. You know, it's it's floating the ball as if it's like a kick out. But you you can you can direct your kick from angles at that. I I can just imagine the full back line in all sorts of consternation where a a, a nice floated ball towards that square grows in there. Cornerbacks will be drawn in looking for that breaking ball, trying to maybe commit to compete in the air, and it leaves space for the inside forward around them as well. I, I like the idea of it now. Look, it may not come to pass at all, but 
I just like that. I like the prospect of Garoud in there. And I've, I've heard in a challenge match, it was definitely tried out. Hmm. So it'll, it'll be a very interesting one to see. Um, well, look, Monaghan are going to be prepared for all eventualities anyway. Yeah. But uh, it'll, it will be interesting to see. There's going to be some, some tricks up the sleeve by both managers. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of questions about the team. You know, again, it's, it's only on speculation. It's even down to the questions on the 26 because the, the entire panel was named, um, which I might actually just bring, uh, we'll, we'll go through the entire panel just so everybody knows who's still available. So the Cavan panel is uh, still so currently involved. Barry Fortune, Kieran Brady Arva, uh, Barry Fortune obviously Cavan Gill, Kieran Brady Arva, Kean Mackie Castlera and Connor Mina from Goon, Connor Madden from Gauna, Quivian O'Reilly Butler's Bridge, Connor Bradley from Rammer, Connor Brady from Gauna, Connor Rehill from Crushala, Christopher Conroy from Lavi, Darren McVitie, who's was captain in, in 2018 from Crushalaw. And the Flanagan, Castle, Rahan, Grode, McCairn, and Swan Lambard, Jerry Smith, Lavi, Jack Brady, Rammer United, James Smith, Crushalaw, James Galligan, Lacken, Jason McLaughlin, Shannon Gales, Kevin Tierney, Bally Hayes, Killian Brady, Mullahorn, Killian Clark, Shercock, Liam Brady from Rammer United, Luke Fortune, Cavan Gales, Mark Stewart, Crushalaw, Martin Riley, Killigarry, Michael Argue, Bailey Burr, Niall McCairn, and Lacken. Niall Murray, Cavan Gales, Niall Clerken, Shercock, Ushin Kiernan, Castle Rahan, Ushin Pearson, Gauna, Park Faulkner, Kingscourt, Paul Graham, Cavan Gales, Patrick O'Reilly, Crushalaw, Pierce Smith, Crushalaw, Raymond Galligan, Lacken, Sean O'Connor from Coot Hill, Stephen Smith, Crushalaw, Stephen Murray, Cavan Gales, and Thomas Galligan from Lacken. You know, narrowing that down to 26, there'll be, there'll be plenty of debate over that, but... We should have the 26 by uh, by the end of the week and we'll be able to then maybe um, go through what the team is. So at this point, the speculation maybe has to end um, and and we, we, we wait for the facts later in the week, Paul. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I think Mickey has a strong hand from which to play his cards. So I feel uh, my predictions on record, I think I'm confident. I am confident this year. Yeah. I, text, I texted it. A journalist of renown today, and I said, "This is your chance, buddy. Make a name for yourself. Be the ma- be the national journalist who has the balls to stand up and tip Kevin." He was like, "I don't think Kevin's going to win." I said, "Doesn't matter." <laughs> so the, and and in fairness, by the end of the of the conversation on WhatsApp, I think I had him kind of convinced. So we, we'll find out in the paper tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, we will. So we will. But um, yeah, don't forget. Later on in the week, we will be um, bringing you the team of the week. Um, from last week's All-County Football League games and we'll be going through the results from the weekend gone by. A couple of players of note, so Michael Argue played well for Baileyborough, good to see him making his recovery, he needed the game time. Shani Johnston, again, I think seven points for Gauna, so a couple of players that are um, giving, giving Mickey Graham a bit more to think about as, as, the, as the year goes on, so we'll continue to watch this space, but we'll go through the entire All-County Football League results in the podcast later in the week. Thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Um, thanks to Gary Farley for his time after the game and to Martin Riley for his time last Friday in the media night. And of course, thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt, as always, for his intellectual contribution. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaise, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin 
are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>